team, welcome to this video. As I uh, mentioned on Facebook the other day, we did the training session called No Holiday Hangover um, and the audio system crapped out. My mixer blew up fundamentally uh, halfway through, which made the audio very difficult to uh, hear and it sort of ruined a bunch of the content. So as promised, I said I would create a video to outline the process of what I've called the No Holiday Hangover. Now, this is something that I created for myself a number of years ago because I found that um, that when I took a break and got out of my uh, normal routine, that uh, it was difficult to come back sometimes. And uh, sometimes I'd waste weeks trying to get back into the swing of things and uh, I realised the error that I was making that I was completely disconnecting. And so I created this process to myself now, or for myself, but also along that, in, the, in that same period of time, I noticed that um, we didn't experience this necessarily. We had the opposite experience, in fact, in a, in a coaching business than what most builders have is that we tend to slow down coming into uh, into like a Christmas break, for instance, uh, whereas a building business or sub-trades businesses tend to uh, increase in pressure and distress and, you know, and, and that's because of all of the deadlines that Christmas seems to impose on people. Now, my personal view of that is that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's, it's just kind of another period of, of time, a, a point in the year, but the, the reality is that most people feel it. Uh, most people create these deadlines for themselves and they need to be in or have this finished or done or change things or whatever it is by Christmas. So they create this sense of urgency and impose, um, in my mind, artificial deadlines on builders and sub-trades and so on and so forth. So what tends to happen is you're really uh, stressed. So if I go to my... Uh, slide decky here my pictures um you tend to to uh the problem is that you you get stressed uh because there's just an additional layer of pressure and deadline and and so forth uh and it, it's not even that we need to get it finished by then it's just things shut down so your suppliers and your sub trades and all of those sorts of things become less available so you you can't really extend the deadline when it's come out to christmas so you end up getting stressed and then um you take a break where you meant to relax but you know have a think about this is, is does this happen to you that you're kind of that um wound up leading into particularly the christmas break and i say the particularly the christmas break because i believe you can use this process and should use this process any time you're about to take a break so you might be even just taking a week off during school holidays or something like that during the year it may be that you're just having an, a, a long weekend i would suggest and this will make sense by the time we get to the end, I would suggest that you apply this process, albeit in a truncated fashion, even if you're going to take a long weekend. And I say that because a long weekend for many builders is like a significant break because many of you 
still work and do something in relation to the business um, on weekends, maybe not both days, but part of one day often um, many builders I speak to uh, work over the weekend. So a, uh, a long weekend is, is an interrupted uh, normal routine. So you're out of your normal routine for a few days. Now, if it's a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month, uh, this becomes even more important. So we're ramping up to Christmas and then, you know, the last day uh, happens and we're into our holiday. Now, how many of you completely and totally relax and feel relaxed and enjoy your break immediately when it starts? Nobody that I know of, particularly if you've been uh, in this sort of frenetic state leading up to that break and um, then eventually you do relax so if the break is long enough you 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 do sort of let down uh, you get into a bit of a, a different routine you're disconnected from the normal pressure and stress and you do start to relax and then just when that happens it's time to go back to work <laughs> and you kind of feel like the guys <laughs> in this picture that always makes me laugh um, that you're back at work and your mind is probably still back on holiday meaning that um, you know you wish you were back there you'd just gotten into the the, the routine of being relaxed and uh, and now you're back which means that you're you're in both cases or in all three parts of this process. So the three parts are leading up to the break, having the break, and coming back. They're the three distinct sections of this process. Um, you're probably not being as productive as you could be in a distressed state leading up to the break. You're probably not in the best state to enjoy your break, relax, revitalise, rejuvenate, um, and, and start to build enthusiasm to come back. And then when you come back, you're not really enthusiastic, you're not really focused, and you're definitely not productive. And that can happen for people for a few days. Uh, I know I've experienced it for a few weeks, and I, I even know people who have experienced it for over a month, maybe a couple of months coming back from a you know, a, a few weeks holiday, that sort of thing can happen. So I want to share with you my thoughts and ideas on how you can prevent this so you can get a lot more done coming into your break and then really enjoy your break and make it uh, beneficial. And so you, 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 you're not distracted and you're not distressed and worried and feeling guilty and so forth while you're having your break and then you come back to work and... Um, hit the ground running so you know my question to you is does this sound valuable does this is this is sounding like it's something that you could use if so please make notes please pay uh, attention and uh, if you've got any questions or need any help with this just pop it in the uh, in the in the comment section um, obviously if you're a black belt member you can reach out to me anytime uh, with help with this, if you're a Builders in a Circle member and watching this, just ask your questions through uh, Builders in a Circle. So let's get stuck into the how-to. What do you need to do? So this is leading into the break. In this case, we're using Christmas as the example because we generally, you know, this is this is the biggest one. This is the one that that seems to create the most stress for people. Um, 
you often hear people saying, you know, Christmas is a very stressful time of year. Again, I don't really get it, but uh, many, many other people do, so we need to address it. So the first thing I suggest is you unpack your major projects. And so the, uh, oops, went a little bit too far forward there. So you need to unpack your your major projects and identify which projects are the most important. So if I switch to my drawing screen, so um, you basically identify the major projects that you need to get done before Christmas. And what you need to do is put them in order of priority. So there's a mindset that you need to overcome to be able to do this, that many people, when when I say you need to prioritise things, which is the most important, they'll often come back and say, well, they all need to be done. They're all equally important. Now, that mindset shift must happen for this to work for you. If you hold on to that belief that everything is of equal importance, this won't work for you. I do not believe that's the case ever. I never, ever can believe that two things are of equal importance. There is always something. They both could be super, super important, but there's always one thing that makes one just that slight bit more important than another. And here's the question that you need to ask yourself to identify truly rather than being pushed around by the emotion of urgent. And that's a really important point here. So please make note of this, that what we tend to do is be pushed around by our emotion. So whoever is screaming the loudest sometimes gets us to feel a sense of urgent. Whoever keeps repeating their message and keeps poking us, um, that seems to, to create a sense of urgency. Uh, but what we need to do is make the decision based on importance, not urgent. So we've got to forget about the emotion and we've got to work this out and make sensible decisions. And how you do that is you ask this question, what will happen if I don't complete this project by whatever the deadline is. Okay, so what you end up doing by asking this question is getting clear on the consequences. And this is how we need to make decisions to figure out which is the, the, the most important project. So, you know, this one might be number one, this one might be number two, this one might be number three, and this one might be number four. Uh, based on which has the most pressing consequences. Now, let me unpack another thought process, and I find this is very common with most people. Um, when... I talk about this and I say you've got to put them in order and you've got to make sure you do the most important one first and then the next most important one second. In most people's mind, they think that by reducing the, um, the importance of one of the projects, it won't get done. So they artificially boost its importance thinking that it's going to get done. So 
you know, doing what I've got up on the screen there, you might think, well, you know, you'll get number one done, you might get number two done, but uh, uh, what if I don't get three and four done? So let me boost the the level of importance, unaf- you know, um, uh, what's the word? Artificially is the word I'm struggling for. So you boost the 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 level of importance in your own mind artificially thinking that it's going to get it done. But what it's actually doing is putting you in more of a distressed feeling out of control state. And that what happens then is your productivity goes down. So we need to compartmentalize. We need to prioritize and we need to just work on the most important thing right in front of us, then the next. So what happens is if you artificially increase um, the, the, the importance of <clears throat> other or lower priority, <coughs> pardon me, projects, um, you will get less done. When you get very clear on which is the most important, then the next, then the next, and you work on them in that priority, I guarantee you every day of the week you are going to be more productive, make better decisions decisions, and get more done. So it is almost counterintuitive. What I'm asking you to do is doing the opposite of what most people feel that they should do. And that is why most people get stressed. That's why most people are unproductive. Uh, That's why most people um, don't really enjoy their holidays and don't relax straight away. And they they kind of don't feel like coming back to work when it's time to come back to work because they want to. They come back because they feel they have to. They're under pressure. So putting things in priority is, is super important. So the next thing we need to do, if I get another page, is um, if you've if you've got one project, okay. So we've got that number one project. You then need to figure out what are all of the actions, or at least the big major actions, uh, for that project. And I want you to write them down, okay. And again, using that same question, figure out which are the most important actions of that uh, that project. You might modify the the um, the question uh, instead of by the deadline. You might uh, put the word today. So what that means is, what happens if I don't do that today? versus what happens if I don't do that today, versus what happens if I don't do that today. And again, we fall into this same mistake, this same error in thinking that we need to boost the importance. Look, everything needs to be done, so, you know, what's the point in, in prioritising it? Well, that's, that's, that's craziness. That that's causes um, low productivity. What you need to do is take a calm approach to this and you need to decide based on answering the question, what will happen if I don't do this today versus this today versus this today? And based on the consequences, again, put them in order of priority. So that one might be number one, that one might be number two, that's three, that's four, that's five. It might be like that. And then you work on them in that order. If you just follow this simple process, I guarantee you it will make a big, big difference. Um, And so uh, 
another thing you need to to be aware of is um, a thing that we're we're calling or we call time blocking. So we talk about this a lot in um, in black belt, and uh, we'll talk about this in a minute if I can just get my slide to change. There it is. But before we do that, um, we need to unpack things and put them in some sort of order. And I suggest you use this thing called a scrum board. Now, let me demonstrate what a scrum board is. And I never, I never used to um, believe in post-it notes. I used to think post-it notes were the enemy, and I still do, the way that many people use them. But in this particular case, I've found them to be outstandingly valuable. So this on your screen, when I put it up on your screen, there it is there, is an example of a scrum board. Now this is just a sheet of paper, but you can use a window, you can use a whiteboard, you can use a wall, you can, whatever, but you just need a, a reasonable space where you normally do your planning and you need to create four columns. And as you can see, the column headings are hopper, to do next week, doing right now or doing today and done. And so what you simply do when you are unpacking the projects, as I was mentioning before, and you are figuring out what the the um, actions are for that specific project, I suggest you uh, just get yourself some of these, which are just post-it notes. You can get them in various colours, okay? And put one single action from your project on a post-it note. And then what you do is go to your scrum board and you stick your post-it notes in the hopper. So the hopper is simply the column for storing things, all of the actions. Now, here's the first benefit of doing this, is what you do in your mind is you start to compartmentalize. A big mistake that many people make is that they might do this, they'll figure out all of the actions, and by the way, many people don't, which is the biggest cause of this hassle, is that they keep all of this in their head. The first thing you've got to do is unpack it and, and write it down and then put it up in some sort of visual way so you can see what's going on. There's a number of benefits to this, as you will find out as we go through it. But you pop your uh, all of the actions in the hopper and then you start to compartmentalise a big mistake people make is that they'll create this big list if they're even writing stuff down, but let's say they do, they create a big list and they just keep working off this big list. And that puts you in a sense of overwhelm and to a certain degree a sense of being out of control because there's just so much to do. So we need to compartmentalise and we look at all of the, the actions and based on our priorities that we've worked out by asking that question that I mentioned earlier, we'll move a bunch, an appropriate amount of actions across into the next column called the to do next week column. So we're basically compartmentalizing and we end up with a bunch of actions that we need to act on just this week. And we can forget about all of the stuff that's over in the hopper column for the week. And we just focus on what's in our to do this week. So you have a little planning session at the start of the week and figure out what do I need to get done just this week, you know? 
and compartmentalize it and it will reduce, I guarantee it, it will reduce this sense of overwhelm and you'll feel more and more in control. Then at the start of each day, and I'm going to show you a, 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 a process you need to apply as well called a prioritized daily action list to build your day every day, but you look at what's in the, the to do next week column every day and part of your daily plan is you'll move some of these post-it notes across into the doing right now or doing today. And so they get done that day and then at the end of the day or the, the next day when you're uh, moving some notes around, they'll come across into the done column. And the beauty of this, and do not make the mistake of underestimating the power of this, the visual impact that this has when you start to see less and less post-it notes uh, in the hopper and more and more post-it notes in the done column, it gives you a sense of progress. It gives you a sense of being in control. I uh, don't know about you, but I know plenty of people and I've experienced it myself. You've gone like a crazy person for a whole day or for a whole week and you just don't feel a sense of accomplishment and that's not putting you in the best state for productivity. In fact, I've been doing time management and, and personal productivity for 27 years and what I know is that it's not about techniques. Being productive and being effective and efficient is all about how you feel because when you feel good, you will do good. And when you do good, you know, saying it once uh, a software update, we won't worry about that just at the moment. Um, when you feel good, you'll do good. And when you do good, you feel good. So it's an upward spiral. Um, and so quite often we can't do anything about how well we do, but we can do something about how we feel. And by using tools like this, we'll start to feel a sense of control and start to feel like we're the master of our own destiny, which then in increases our productivity. And then we do feel even better and increases our productivity. But be aware that the opposite also happens. If you don't do something like this, feeling bad and feeling stressed and feeling out of control and overwhelmed is a very bad place for productivity. So it decreases productivity, which then decreases the value that you feel about yourself and you go in a downward spiral. So you've got to use tools like this to be able to um, change the perception of your progress. So the next thing we need to talk about when, when you're you know, using the scrum board is this thing, as I mentioned, that's called time blocking. So what is a time block? Well, I'll open my drawing. Uh, McJigger, my iPad, so I can do some more notes for you. And this is just a simple, um, <clears throat> you know, you could just use a blank piece of paper. You can use your diary system. It doesn't matter. You can use your computer system or your phone. But time blocking is a, a tool that we promote a lot in Builders Business Black Belt to take advantage of a number of psychological um, processes 
that humans go through and we take advantage of them and use them to create more productivity and focus and quality outcomes versus the way that most people do it is that these psychological processes work against people. So they feel more stressed, they get less done, they work longer hours, they burn the candle at both ends, all of this sort of stuff. Time blocking can turn this around. So with the actions that were on your um, scrum board in the, in the previous demo, what we now need to do is block out time and make appointments to do those things um, to make sure they get done. Now, you will have all experienced it. If you've got to go away, uh, you've got a, a, a flight that you need to catch and you're going to be away from work for a, a three, four days or a week or whatever, um, or you're going to go away, it, everyone experiences that they get significantly more done as the deadline approaches. And there's this thing called Parkinson's Law. And it applies to money, but it also applies to time. And what it's basically saying is that uh, work will expand to the time given to it. <clears throat> so when we've got a deadline, at a subconscious level, we start to become more focused, more productive. It's harder for us to get um, interrupted and distracted when we've got this um deadline. We're, we're squashing up the amount of time that we're going to give ourselves to do something. So how you create a time block, an effective time block has a start time. Okay. So it's like you're catching an aeroplane. You can't just lob, lob up to the airport and catch the plane when you get there, when it's convenient for you. You book it. It happens at a certain time. And that's what you need to do when you're creating time blocks. You cannot just allow yourself to get to the time block when you get out of this meeting or get off the phone call or finish this other bit of a job or whatever. It needs to be an absolute start time that nothing and nobody gets in the way of. So you've got to have a start time. You've also got to have a duration. 50 minutes seems to be a sweet spot for time blocks of larger projects. So you might have to break down a larger project into smaller chunks so you don't go over 50 minutes. But of course, you can also time block smaller important things that might need 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that, but it still needs to have a start time and you still need to decide on the duration because the duration creates the deadline. Okay. The deadline is essential. And to, to do a proper time block, you need a countdown timer. You've got one on your phone, but one word of warning, if you're using your phone, make sure you turn it on to aeroplane mode when you're doing a time block because environment, Creating the right environment to do a time block in is absolutely essential. So you've got to get rid of visual distractions. You've got to get rid of noise distractions. You've got to get rid of people distractions. So you need to move yourself into a place. It might be in the car. It might be, you know, in the container out the back. I don't know. <laughs> but you've got to put yourself in an environment 
where you cannot be distracted. And that means turning off your phone and turning off your email and all that sort of stuff. So if you're using the phone for the countdown timer, make sure you put it in aeroplane mode while you're doing it. And the reason that you need a countdown timer is it is you can see the deadline approaching and it creates a sense of urgency and focus in you, you will get more done. I Trust me, this absolutely works a treat. In fact, one of our Black Belt members just the other day had a blinding flash of the obvious and she said that I finally realised that I need to time block my whole day. So her whole day needs to be made up of time blocks because... If you just go, oh, yeah, this is good, so I'll put one or two time blocks in your day, what you're effectively doing is throwing open the floodgates in between your time blocks to be distracted, interrupted, become less effective than you could be. So why would you choose to do that? What you need to do is use this time blocking the whole day if you want to get maximum out of your day. Now, this last part of a time block is... Uh, the reward, okay? This is essential. Um, so you use the countdown timer and you'll set the countdown timer for 50 minutes. When the gun goes, you must stop. You cannot violate this rule of time blocking. You, otherwise, it just won't work. So when the gun goes, it doesn't matter whether you're finished or not, you must stop. And then you will reset the countdown timer for 10 minutes and and for that 10 minutes you just must do something that is totally fun 100% enjoyable and it does not matter one little bit if it's not work the key is it must be super fun because here's why you've just done a 50 minute time block okay you've you've disciplined yourself and you've done that you've put yourself in the right environment you have started it on the preordained time and then you've finished it when the the gun went off and immediately and timing is critical you need to immediately jump into something that is fun because what's happening at a psychological level is you are creating a link of pleasure the emotion of pleasure is linked to the activity that you just preceded the, the, the fun activity. So you're, you're now creating in your nervous system a connection between doing time blocking and a, and, and, a, and a positive feeling, a positive emotion. And what that does is it causes you to want to do these time blocks more often. We want to do more and more time blocks. So we're fundamentally programming ourselves to want to do it this way. And that is absolutely essential. So if you're just doing a 15-minute uh, a time block, might you, you might give yourself a three-minute reward or something like that. And I will guarantee, I will put anybody that does it this way, that did, let's say they did six 50-minute uh, time blocks in a day. Okay, so six times 50-minute time blocks, which means that they would have six 10-minute rewards. That's one hour in a full day of rewards, you know, watching funny cat videos on YouTube or whatever floats your boat. But you've got to laugh, you've got to enjoy, you've got to have fun in that reward time. I would put anybody 
who did this properly, set up the right environment and scheduled 50-minute time blocks up against somebody else working flat out like a crazy person for seven hours, which is, well, no, for six hours, six hours, because that six times 50 plus the rewards um, is uh, six hours. So put somebody up uh, uh, doing just work, flat out, keep going, keep going. They don't have the fun. They don't have the rewards at all. They just keep working. They just keep working. I would put anybody who's doing the time blocking up against the person who is who's not time blocking and not planning and not using the stopwatch and the start time and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, they're not doing any of that. I'll put them up against the time blocker and I'll guarantee you the time blocker will smash them as far as getting productivity, quality and feeling good at the end of it, feeling accomplished rather than worn out and, you know, what did I actually achieve, which is the, the, what the person would feel working six hours without reward and without break. So please, please, please get into time blocking. Okay, so important that you get into time blocking. Um, next, the prioritised daily action plan. Again, um, what I'd like you to do, go back to my uh, drawing McJigger here, new page, is do a plan daily. Okay, don't have this big long list with lots of stuff on it, da 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 da, da and just keep using that same list. Do a, a brand new plan daily, okay? Make sure it can be done in the time that you've got available. So if you've got uh, appointments, you know, and meetings and things like that, they're going to take up time. So building the prioritised daily action list, the list of events of things you need to do, needs to fit into the space in between meetings and appointments. So if you've got six hours of discretionary time, there's no point building a list that's eight hours long. And Talking about that deadline in time blocking, I believe it's absolutely critical to have a finished time for your work every day. Again, Parkinson's Law at work, you will get more done by having a finished time where you commit to, I'm, whatever happens, I am not working past this time in the day. I'm going to schedule time for myself, I'm going to schedule family time, and I'm not going to let work dominate. And again, this is counterintuitive, and I can hear people screaming at me when I say this, but, you know, the work needs to get done, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to get the work done. If you follow these instructions, you will get more done using deadlines, using prioritised daily action uh, plan uh, or prioritised daily action list, time blocking and unpacking your projects and those sorts of things that I've talked about in this session you'll get significantly more done following my uh, process than just working like a crazy person until it gets done because you're violating Parkinson's law. You're violating a whole lot of psychological principles where you won't feel in control. You'll feel overwhelmed. Your productivity is going down the toilet. Uh, and if you do what I'm suggesting, you will get significantly more done. So a prioritised daily action list needs to be realistic. It needs to be built so you can get it done in the time that you're giving it, 
that day and it needs to have priorities attached to it. So again, ask that question. What will happen if I don't do this today versus this today versus this today? And that will allow you to put your list in order of priority. And then you go to work in order of priority. But look at each of these things and time block them. When are you going to do this? In your diet, you know, during the day, what time and for how long, and then this one, and then this one. Now, here's the thing that many of you will be thinking, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but there's a whole lot of planning involved and all that sort of stuff, and that's going to take time, and it's taking time away from me doing the thing. I never ever forget the 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 quote that's always bandied about by um, Abraham Lincoln, where he said, "If I've got." Eight hours to chop down the tree, I'm going to use seven hours to sharpen my axe. And I've been around this space for 27 years and I am totally convinced that if you get into quality planning, so quality planning is unpacking things like I've suggested, writing it down, (coughs) putting them in order of priority based on consequences of not doing it, not based on emergency and who's screaming screaming the loudest, sorry, uh, not based on an emotion of urgency is what I meant to say. We're we're basing the priority on the consequences by calmly unpacking the consequences by asking the question, what will happen if I don't do this today? Putting them in order of priority and then acting in that order. You will get more done. You will feel better. Isn't that the point? And my question is, it's the good old Dr. Phil question, you know. If, if you go, well, if, if you're watching this because you do feel out of control and you do feel stress coming into a holiday <coughs> and you don't enjoy the holiday and relax and then you don't be fully productive and massively um, enthusiastic when you come back day one, Dr. Phil says, well, how's that working for you? How's your current process working for you? So don't shit can this process because you don't feel like it or it doesn't make sense to you. Your current process isn't working. Try this one. And when I say try, I don't mean try. I mean do. Just do it this way and uh, prove me wrong. Do it this way. Do everything that I've said and then reach out to me and say, you're full of it. It didn't work. You know, I put that challenge out to you. So that's Um, what you need to do moving up to the break. The next thing we need to do uh, when we're we're, uh, on the break, so now we've got as much done as we could coming up to our break, we now need to get into a ritual while we're on the break. The best time to establish quality rituals is when you're out of your normal routine, okay? And... um, a ritual that I would suggest that you do every single day while you're on the break is just investing a few minutes. Now, in, in, in Builders Business Black Belt, we have a thing called a personal success ritual, and it's got four very on-purpose steps. But um, what I'm sharing with you today isn't, isn't that. It's, it's kind of a form of it. You can make it up yourself. But you need to create a ritual where you, again, time block every day that you're on holidays and just map out 
unpack some projects or some goals to improve your business every day that you're on holiday. If you just go on holiday and go, that's it, I don't want to know about it, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to think about it until I go back, that is a massive mistake. You're just losing a huge opportunity because you're now out of the work routine. You generally, you might be away camping or away somewhere or, you know, at least you're out of your routine. You might even be at home, but you're out of your routine. So there isn't that time pressure like there is when you're at work. And what you need to do is just invest five, seven, 10, 15 minutes every day. It can be a small amount every day and just unpack the, 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 either the problem areas of your business or the opportunity areas of your business where there's, there's an opportunity to grow and you know you should be doing this but you never kind of get around to it. Unpack those projects. What are the actions? What do I need to do? Don't, you don't even need to do them. You can just unpack these projects and turn them into to goals and lists of actions and all of that sort of stuff and imagine yourself having accomplished that and I guarantee you at the end of your holiday, to moving towards the end of your holiday, you're going to start to feel really enthusiastic about going back, okay? And um, the key with this is using this ritual while you're away rather than completely disconnecting is remaining connected to the working on the business stuff. And it gets it's quite exciting. What gets you down is the working in the business stuff. And you're not doing that while you're on holidays. Well, at least you shouldn't be. But working on the business, that's cool. That's fun. That's exciting. That you can see the, the massive positive rewards that you'll get uh, working on the business. So you need to spend a few minutes disciplined. Again, time block it. You still enjoy your holiday. You're still traveling around with the family, playing beach cricket, doing whatever you're doing. But you need to just go, well, I, I'm going to commit to doing this each day just for a small chunk of time. And it is amazing the return on this little, tiny, seemingly insignificant investment of time and effort. Do not make the mistake of um, completely disconnecting and just vegging out for the whole time you're away, that, that you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So again, the question is, is this making sense to you? Does this seem like something that would make a difference to you and bring you these benefits compared to the current process that you're using? I'm suspecting that the answer is yes. Um, let me just go back to this one. With this prioritised daily action list, so we've talked about what you need to do moving, uh, moving toward the break. We've now talked about what you need to do during the break. Now I want to share with you something that you need to do again before you go on break that's going to help you the, the first few days back, and that is create a prioritised daily action list for the first day or two days or three days back before you go on holiday because when you come back from a holiday, um, I, I don't think it's a good thing for you to stare at a blank sheet of paper and try to plan first day back. So what I would suggest 
is create the first one to three days, maybe even up to a week if you want to, of the daily action plans for your first one to three days back uh, directly after your holiday. So all you need to do is show up, look at your list and go for it and you'll get back into the routine super fast. You'll be really productive straight out of the gate uh, and and you will remain productive. And the best thing is that if you follow my instruction or my advice and stick with a ritual and stay connected to working on the business stuff while you're away on holidays, you will come back with an enthusiasm and a focus that you have never, ever felt before when you've come back from a holiday. Generally, people come back from a holiday and they're a bit tired and they need a holiday from their holiday and they're not focused and they're not productive. Um, and they're coming back because they feel they have to. If you follow my advice and do the ritual every day you're away, you'll come back because you want to, and you'll be focused on more high-leverage things when you come back because they'll be working on the business activities. Another thing, uh, and I did that slide, there we go. We've got a a program or a, a, a seminar that you can just go to Builders Business Black Belt, and you can see on this page um, up the top, it says free webinar for builders. So you can just click on that link, um, fill out a form, and we'll send you a link so you can watch this program called True Builders Wealth. And I would suggest you do that while you're on break, while you're on holidays, while you're just sitting down with a coffee, relaxing, and participate in this um, workshop And that will stimulate ideas to help you get focused on what you need to do to work on the business and give you a real enthusiasm and and excitement and and, uh, an idea of what's possible and what you can change in your business to give you more financial freedom, more time freedom, uh, get better quality clients that are willing to pay a premium price, uh, work on better quality projects and really start to enjoy your business at a whole new level. That's what this True Builders Wealth Workshop's all about. So it'll give you good fodder for thought while you're away on holiday. So I suggest that you do that as well. So that is it for this No Holiday Hangover presentation. So we've talked about what you need to do to get more productive before your break. We've uh, talked about planning what you need to do when you come back before you go on break. We've talked about what you need to do while you're on a break to stay connected, to increase motivation, jump on the webinar, things like that, do your ritual. Um, And I'd love, love, love to hear your feedback when you come back uh, in the new year in particular, uh, if you have uh, implemented these suggestions uh, fully or even partially as to how it worked out for you. So love to hear that either through, if you're a Black Belt member watching this through the BBB members Facebook uh, group, or if you're a Builders in a Circle member, I'd love to hear um, how you're going with it or how it went uh, in the comment section in there. But also if you need help with implementing this, you know, don't do a half-assed um, version of it going into the break and, and moving towards the, the Christmas deadline. If you need a hand with this, if you're confused about anything and, and need some clarity or some sort of guidance um, to be able to implement this more effectively moving toward the break, please reach out. 
please ask for help and we'll do our very best to help you. So I hope that's been helpful and um, looking forward to the feedback or any questions or comments that you may have. Um, So that's it. Mick Hawes, Builders Business Black Belt. Good luck with it. Looking forward to your feedback. Bye for now.